we join now by Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank Corporate Investment Bank. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Mohammed, let's start with the oil price. It, it, it's fallen below 30 again. Uh, and, and how is this weighing on uh, the growth outlook globally? Okay, so I mean, Sakina, this oil price, you'll recall when we broke 36, there's nothing here from a technical support level all the way down to around 18 to $20 a barrel. And so we think some sort of stickiness around 30 because there's a little bit of a round number that comes through there. Uh, but effectively, we saw it dip below 30 earlier in the week. It then bounced up very sharply. But unfortunately, in yesterday's, or fortunately for us, unfortunately for oil producers, in yesterday's U.S. session, we actually saw it give back any of that bounce that it had managed to get in place before the U.S. markets opened, dipped below 30, and, and, and now hovering around that mark. Uh, what does this actually mean? Well, we know the supply story, because that's really the driving factor with regards to the oil price right now. We know that supply remains very robust. And it's unlikely to change any time soon. Uh, we certainly would only start to see a credible supply-side response, uh, arguably for in the latter part of this year. But the impact on the growth outlook certainly is that if growth hasn't actually materialized, hasn't actually come through, and, and let's just contextualize this. Yesterday we had Chinese trade data that indicated that the Chinese had imported record amounts of oil, uh, and not even that managed to sustain the gain on the oil price, showing that the growth scenario is almost secondary here. Uh, the gro- global growth outlook continues to remain quite poor, quite constrained, uh, and so that really contributing very largely to the decline that we're seeing in terms of the oil price. Uh, this will mean some sort of reprieve for oil importing countries like South Africa, uh, but you know my view in terms of the fact that I do strongly suspect we will get another fuel levy increase in the main budget in Feb, uh, and that will mean that some, if not most of that gain, will probably accrue to the fiscus rather than to consumers' bottom lines. I'm hoping your uh, prediction there does not come true, but anyway, you know better. (laughs) (laughs) You'd know better. Uh, But but, but looking at what's happening globally and the current um, economic climate, Mohammed, um, risk appetite waning, and there's been a sharp sell off in the U.S. market. Yes, I mean, this has really been a torrid start to the year. And and yesterday we had the U.S. market, the S&P down 2.5%, the Dow down just shy of that, uh, NASDAQ down almost 3.5%. So that negative sentiment came through quite sharply. It is impacting Asian markets this morning. You've got the Nikkei down over 4%. And to to put this into perspective, I mean, we've barely had two weeks' worth of of, of trading uh, for 2016, and U.S. markets are already down over 7.5%. So that's, that's quite a, 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 a very soft start to the year. It's a terrible start to the year, actually. Uh, and right now is related to the fact that we've got a lot of risk on the horizon. We've got the Chinese story that just refuses to go away. We've got the Fed hiking interest rates. So all of this contributing to rather negative risk appetite. And so this unfortunately means that that negativity is going to filter through to our market. We had somewhat of a positive day yesterday. We ended flat, but at least we spent some of the day in positive territory. Uh, but unfortunately, I can't say the same for, for today. Uh, I get the sense that that negative risk appetite is going to come through with, with quite a vengeance, specifically because if you have a look at the commodity sectors internationally, those have been very hard hit. And, and unfortunately, there is, I mean, it's not the bulk of our market, but there is still a reasonably large chunk of our market that is still quite commodities exposed. And um, uh, speaking of a somewhat positive note, uh, MTN, uh, they've won a court bid in Nigeria to keep their accounts unfrozen. Now, this is a nice one to end on, Sakina, simply because, like you say, to see some glimmer of positivity in the sea of red is always quite good. So this story broke yesterday, just shortly after we had actually spoken, 
saying that MTN had actually won a court bid in Nigeria. This is not with regards to the fines. I just want to clarify that for the listeners. It's with regards to the fact that the Nigerian government had actually sought to freeze MTN's accounts in Nigeria. And the reason for that is they were actually afraid that MTN would move their funds out of Nigeria uh, effectively while this, 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 this fine dispute is underway. And the court ruled that they had not seen sufficient evidence that MTN would behave in that manner. So it's a small win for MTN. Uh, we do know that they had just recently bought another company in Nigeria. So certainly a signal of intent that they want to stay in that economy. But the dispute around that massive fine has still not gone away. They are still going to contest that in court. Uh, and that will remain the cloud over NTN's head. But yesterday, market certainly liking that news as it broke, uh, and the stock ended up around 3%. Well, thank you, Mohamed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank Corporate and Investment Bank. 105.8, the home of SAFM in Nice. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.